Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Network. And now hailing out of the gray corner with the black shades and the black t-shirt, he goes by your big booty daddy, the big guy, KG. That's your big bad booty daddy, get it right. Big bad, my bad. It's time to get swifty, baby. And then it's the guy in the brown corner with the Tiger Woods picture in the background. He's the man with a thousand names. They call him the Midnight Night 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 Rider. And welcome to another edition of the show that as everybody saying Thursday night throwdown. What's up, man? Oh, no, yeah, this week? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, see, we'd have had a whole week of you talking about, oh, you're not getting this right. You're not getting that right. You didn't get that right. You left me on stuck. You left a little oh, homie on stuck, man. My bad, boy. Ah, I thought I'd come in a little different tonight. You know, got my, my good shape. I don't get to wear them outside yet. But if it snows tonight and the sun's out tomorrow, I damn sure gonna need them. That snow gonna be blinding. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. I mean, I had the the um, what's the what's my man's name? I had to be Ferdinand Magellan to get home, but outside <laughs> of that, everything was cool, man. Oh man, I, I'm I'm sorry about your commute. Hopefully, this show can make it a little bit better for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got to get business right now. All right, two things. Well, three things before we start this show from the top. Number one. There's no excuse why you're not following us, why you're not listening to us. If you find us on YouTube, Sideline Junkies, two words, Sideline Junkies, and hit that follow button, hit that bell so you, you subscribe, and you don't have to miss not near show, not near a uh, 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 real, short, whatever. You don't have to miss anything, okay? That's one. You can also follow us on Apple Podcasts, IG, Facebook, Twitter, Google Podcasts, which is getting ready to go away. Um, Spotify, Podtail, IVFM, Podbean, Player FM, Pod News, iHeartRadio Public, uh, Refonic, uh, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Cast Store, and Odyssey. You can follow us on all of those so you don't miss a show. Second thing, you're looking at this right now, scrolling at the bottom. That is our discount code for Fort Mose. You can hit www. B-U-Y-F-O-R-T-M-O-S-E dot com backslash discount backslash maniacs. Put that code in and get $10 off any purchase that you make. If you buy $130 or more, you get free shipping. Remember that. So for your sippers, your drinkers, even people that like a good stick with a good bourbon, this is this website for you. So that's buyfortmose.com backslash discount backslash maniacs. Third thing. To everybody that watches, everybody that uh, 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 pops into the comments, and everybody that keeps the group going and keeps the discussions going and, and, and indulges in all the crazy stuff that we do. To the man, to my, I guess that would be my left if you're looking at it, but to the man beside me and the man that's also on special assignment, I have to say personally from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because without all of you, we wouldn't have what we have right now. 
and it takes it's a group effort. And to be able to have this platform and really go like this, it wouldn't move without all of you. So I want to say thank you to everybody, everybody that's listening, everybody that has commented, everything. And Keith, Keith from the block over on Instagram, dope intro. Appreciate that, brother. The People's Choice Don Rodriguez worked hard on that. We got more coming. Um, Now, let's get into this thing. We got divisional round starting on Saturday. Uh, let me let me let me let me get to a good page here so I can write this down. Midnight Rider. Yes, sir. The Texans versus the Ravens. This I, I don't know. This might be game of the week, but this is a game. I think it's gonna be one of the most watched games. And all lines are brought to you by our official, unofficial line sponsor, FanDuel. Um, here's my pen. All right. Now this is gonna be a tough one for you. Do you take smart money or do you take who you've been riding with all season? Take it away. I mean, see, as a as a podcast journalist, there are times in life where you have to make hardcore decisions. Um, and this is one of those times you got to make that decision. I think the Texans are going to come in and be game. But the Ravens have been ball hawks in their secondary. Um, Geno Stone, uh, my man Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, you know, the, the the boys, the thumpers in the middle, Patrick Queen and um, Roquan Smith. Uh, I think everything just worked out for them. And they're going to be dangerous. And I think they're one of the more balanced teams in the playoffs. I think the Texans will make this a game early. But I think the way the Ravens attack you in so many levels, and especially if they can get Mark Andrews back and just get him in the fold and don't change what they're doing, I think that's going to make it even crazier for the Texans. I think the Texans are going to come out game. Um, I don't know what the first half over under is for both teams um, for a total, but I would take that that first half over because I think this game they're going they're going to come out and they're going to right right around the middle of the first quarter. It's going to start becoming a like the offenses are going to move. They're not going to be staying still. It's not going to be a a, um, a bare knuckle brawl on the field. So I think that we will hit the over, the Texans will cover, and the Ravens will win. Mm. Got to love it. He said the Texans, Texans to cover, Ravens to win. Let me write that down. Ravens win. It's just something about that nine and a half, and and the Ravens, the way they play during the season, they like to keep people in ball games. So I don't see it as a blowout, but I can see them being dominant where they come down the last two minutes, and they're just they're just um, milking off the clock. Okay. Um. All right, let me throw one at you. The Texans have played very, very good football. The Ravens have played very, very good football. You got this is going to be a good game. You got basically the rookie versus the Wiley vet, meaning. D'Amico Ryan's the rookie head coach versus the Wiley vet and uh, 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 John Harbaugh, who's been, wow, he's been in uh, in Baltimore hell longer than I can remember. He's 18 years because I think he and Tomlin are the same. They came in together. Wow. Here's what's yeah, crazy. The, I think they're the, the 
now the new um, longest tenure coaches in the league. And then it's like Shanahan and um, McVay because they were the same yeah. um, hiring class. And then it goes to like after that, there's seven. And then after that, it goes down to like four. And it's um, sporadic out of that. But the other reason why I think the Texans will have success early is um, the guy that everybody's been talking about since last week, um, Bobby Slowick. Um, there's a couple things there. Um, if you subscribe to the Shanahan culture, then you'll see some things that look very familiar when you watch this offense play. Um, they threw a touchdown late in the second quarter, I think it was, off a of play action where the tight end – Starts on one side of the field and comes all the way across on a post. Um, kind of like a delay. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, he had Dalton Schultz for like a 50 or 60 yard touchdown. Um, but that's a staple of the Shanahan offense. You know, um, where the backside receiver comes on like an over route and he pulls that backside safety with him. And that tight end, as he's creeping up, he goes to the almost like a reverse corner route type of thing. It's a beautiful thing when you see it on tape. Here's a question for you. Um, D'Amico Rans, if he... He took your pen? No. She's asking me for a marker right now. It's it, it, Find a marker. Like, right now, I'm, 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 I'm trying to conduct an interview here. <laughs> uh, D'Amico Rans. Let's go. If he – this is a winning season. If next season he has a winning season, can you already call him the best coach in, in, in Texas history? No, no. Okay. Now let me no, go on. And, 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 and I say that because um, I think we're starting to see that um, some of these tenures aren't going to be as smooth or as good as we think. Like They'll come out and have – I mean, let's think about it. McCarthy's had three 12 and five seasons, um, one and two in the playoffs, and we're talking about getting rid of them to a certain extent. You know, you got um, Nick Sirianni, who took the team to the Super Bowl last year, and they were 10 and one, and then they just fell apart. I think that was part of the Super Bowl hangover. Over. I think the other thing was in part is his assistant coaches, the new ones, the coordinators, they aren't buffers. I think Shane Steichen and um, Josh Gannon were better buffers um, for Sirianni. So whenever he got into his antics or he got in his bag a little too much, I think they had the will to, like, pull him aside, tug in his hotel a little bit, you know, try to keep his act straight. Whereas I'm not sure if these guys can do that. Um, I see Brian Johnson get an interview. I don't know why. Um, and that she just want to run wide receiver screens. Um, their offense looked terrible against the Bucks. But, yeah, I don't see D'Amico Ryans being the best coach in Texas history because I can see in year two or year three where there's a hiccup. And now it becomes how do you how do you recover from the hiccup? Okay. Now let's flip the other side. John Harbaugh in Baltimore. It's only been three coaches in, in Baltimore history because we don't go back to the Browns history. The Browns retained their history when they came back in 99. So it's only been three coaches and Baltimore history since 1996. That's Ted Marcher Brian Billett, John Harbaugh. Two out of three have delivered Super Bowl wins. One of them actually had one of the 
the most feared vicious defenses for most of his tenure here. Uh, can you consider John Harbaugh the greatest coach in Baltimore Ravens history? Not the greatest coach in Baltimore, but the greatest coach in Baltimore Ravens history. I mean, I think that's a done deal just because of A, the longevity, B, the success rate, if I could say it. Let me see one more time. The success rate. There we go. Um, I think that alone makes it um, makes him one of the best, or if not the best, um, coach in Ravens history. Um, the fact that he's done it, I mean, he's had Flacco. He's had a couple QBs, um, and they're on their next guy. You know, they've, they've kind of transitioned well to the next guy. And I think the only issue Lamar had for me last year or the last two years was just being healthy. Agreed. Um, now to the task at hand. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I'm going to take the – I put wrote down over. I meant under. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair, but the Ravens will take it. Um, Matt is in the building. What's going on, Matt? Want the Texans to win, but – but Ravens win. I think that's I think that's a sentiment for everybody. I think between Detroit and Houston, I think they're the darlings of the playoffs. Those are ones that everybody wants to win. They're the they're the they're the real darlings of it all. Did you ever go back to our um post with the our playoff picks and all that stuff? Yes, but mine the- wasn't up there. I'm trying to find mine. That's right. I, I think I saw BJ. That's yeah, I, I wrote doing. mine down. We did you know, ours. You made, a, you made a great point, and I'm gonna give you. Whenever we say things, um, and they come to fruition, we always like to give flowers. Um, so I'm gonna give some flowers here because in your AFC East pick, you said the Miami Dolphins will start out the season hot early, and they will stumble down the back end of the season. The Buffalo Bills will end up winning the division, but the Dolphins will make the playoffs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's word for word what you said. Oh, wow. Gee, Manetly, I said that. You said it. Oh, I, man. It was only me and you that night because we were doing yeah. it. It was a Thursday night throwdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. Um, so it's me and you. We did rapid fire. I didn't listen to the whole thing, uh, because like halfway through the second set of divisions we were going through, we were like, Oh, go to the post on um Facebook. So I was like, Post on Facebook. So I just immediately jumped on my phone, went to the post on Facebook, and then that was it. I didn't have to listen to the whole show because we had pretty much laid everything out. Hmm. I know I had Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I think we I had the, Buffalo in the Eagles. We got the tape, baby boy. We got the tape. Yeah, because I, I got it written. I like to write stuff down so I don't have to go back to it. And I normally keep very, very good notes. See, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Matt said, sound like Urkel to him. Did I do that? <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> That's how I felt. Um, see, this is this is before your tenure started. We used to have composition books every year. So we started this 2018. So 2018, 
We had a composition book that's sideline junkies number one, 2018. When 2019 hit, sideline junkies number two, 2019. When you came in, that's when we went away from the composition book and started doing everything online. Because oh, we okay. actually used to put oh, so we're gonna, so we gonna blame the black guy for the poor <laughs> No, you brought us into the future. But I, now we're giving flowers. Let me give flowers. You brought us into the future and you put up we can do our picks online. And we used to actually manually type our picks in the chat every Sunday. So you know when I so so my sister brother-in-law were like, oh, they, we want to do picks. I'm like, so they like they would call and like try to go through the thing and circle them the team names and do all that in the paper. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, there's a thing online, you just log in. So yeah, I got them to do it. Um, but the, you know, the one thing we gotta make sure we do, um, and we start prepping and getting everybody prepped for it and figuring out if you're gonna do a monetary um prize or not, is NCAA tournament. Because before you blink, we're going to be in March Madness. It Most definitely. And we, we set that up on CBS. Let every, we'll put the link out there. Everybody get their, their brackets in. And hope I did, I was My bracket was busted the first night. <laughs> that's but how bad know, it was. I mean, that's just something else we can just keep doing because we want to keep interacting. Also, um, our affiliates, Clear Productions, the All In Sports, Food and um, Sports Show. It's February the third. Um, it's is it chicks and friends? I believe that's what it was. I was just looking at it earlier. Chicken um, friends. It's in Columbia. Um, we're gonna be there at one o'clock. Um, I, I think I posted it on my page, but I'll try to post it in the group. Um, come out, meet us. Um, if everybody doesn't show up, you'll at least meet me. Um, you'll meet Josh JTI. Uh, you'll meet Hill. You'll meet um, Lee Ice from the All In Football Show. So they got a busy month because they got Super Bowl coming up too. Yeah, I talked to Hill last night. He said they they rolling out on the tenth. Yeah. So I was like, Eesh. yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, hey, it, it's it's nowhere to go but up, man. I'm I'm loving it. Like I, I'm loving the ascension. So I'm, I will say that. Um, let's not get too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. All right, you felt the same thing I felt. All right, cool. Evening, evening game is the Packers versus Niners. Now, this game has some history. This is also a nine-and-a-half-point spread uh, over under 50-and-a-half. Now, you know, you think Niners-Packers, you close your eyes, you see that Fox logo up in the left-hand corner, you hear Summerall and Madden, Madden talking about Brett Favre, Summerall talking about Steve Young, J.J. Stokes, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens. Brent Jones, the tight end. On the other side, you got Mark Chamura, Robert Freeman, uh, uh, Robert Brooks, uh, uh, Dorsey Levins in the backfield. This is this is what I when I hear Packers Niners, this is what I hear. So I had to be snapped back to reality and remember, it's 2023. So I'm looking at Purdy versus Love. So it's Purdy Love. All this Purdy. Friday so. night eight, it will be so great. <laughs> great, 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 great. <laughs> man. Oh man! So, uh, what you got on this? So, so the beauty of this game is the Packers and Love 
I'm gonna resist the temptation to go into a Discord on love. Wait, because um, when you go into that Discord, the Packers win. If we go back and we look at the, tape, <laughs> the Packers win. When the Midnight Rider goes into his Discord about Jordan Love, 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 and he goes into it, the Packers are 99 and 1. <laughs> I did the man. You got that old PFT. <laughs> <laughs> they win the game 110% of the time when he does that. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm going to go simple. I'm going to go back to Jodeci, man. If you believe in love like I believe in love, then what about us? Um, and that's what the Packers got to be saying this week. Like, why not us? Why not give us a chance? You know what I'm saying? I mean, because what's love got to do with it? It's a secondhand emotion. <laughs> you know? And all everybody wants to do is get on the love train. So, um, and I think the thing, the beauty of this kid is I love the way he throws the football like it's it's off platform, it's sidearm, it's 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 off his back foot, and he's got the arm strength. Shout out to Jeff Neal for talking about me always liking quarterbacks with arm strength, but he knows that's what I do. That's my type. We'll talk about that when we get into Adam Peters later on. Um, but no, um, Packers Niners. It's I'm surprised you didn't go back further. I'm a little disappointed. I thought you didn't give me a little. Um, Lynn Dickey, James Lofton, um, Ronaldo Skeets, Nehemiah, Joe Montana, uh, Wendell Tucker. Oh, no, Wendell Tyler. Excuse my, excuse my slip up there. Russ Francis and company. Mm. You, know what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? But, um, a couple things out if I'm a betting man, I don't know what the Packers, um, team total is. But I would take their team total over because they're averaging like 19 to 20 points a game. Um, the other thing I would take is I would take um, Jordan Love's passing yards just because this guy since Thanksgiving, since they went into Detroit and beat Detroit, he is a top five passer in the league from that stretch. So that's another thing I would take um, in that situation. Another bet I would take involving the Packers, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been over 100 yards in each of the last, I think, five games that he's played. Let's get to the Niners. The Niners are a machine. Um, the, Niners have, the Niners have all pros on every level. I think they're susceptible to get beat on certain plays. I mean, we got to think about this. This is Kyle Shanahan versus LaFleur. Mm-hmm. This is, it's not so much teacher-student because they both were raised up under under dad. So, you know, maybe this is, you know, a different thing. Maybe this is a Cain and Abel type of thing before the killing, you know what I'm saying? Um, but these are two brothers that grew up in the offense, and they, they know each other. They know their tendencies, you know, and the beauty for um, they played Sean, so it's like it's not far from the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree. So I think that the Packers will be able to keep it close. I don't believe in their defense, but I think the overhits and the Packers cover. Ooh. Again. Let me write that down. Packers cover. Niners win. Well, I got a message for Green Bay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got, a, I got a message for Green Bay. 
I'm just a sucker. Sucker for your love. Sucker for love. Sucker for love. Sucker for love, baby. Well, you're sweet. Flexy little passer. You like your candy very sweet? Uh-huh. I'm telling you. I wasn't on the love train before, but the poison, the moxie that cat showed against Dallas. Jeez, man. You 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 made me bust out Rick James and Tina Marie, man. That's how that's how I feel about love. I think love is gonna show his ass this weekend. I'm putting a bold prediction out there right now. I'm a sucker for love. Sucker for love. Sucker for love, baby. I'm just a sucker for you. See? Sucker for you. That's what I'm talking about. Now, now, now she's she gonna be a real for that. So um old prediction right now. Jordan Love throws for 350 and not a garbage 350. I'm talking he has that type of game where he has them go, moving up and down the field. I just don't think the Packers have enough to get past uh the Niners. I think Brock Purdy has an even better game. We get back to the Brock Purdy that we were seeing. Early in the season. We, we're going to see Brock Purdy. It's going to be a shootout. It, we, it's going to be a duel at quarterback. Let me not call it a shootout. Let me call it a duel at quarterback. And it's a. Uh, mm, give me Purdy with 300. Purdy with 300. Love with 350. There we go. That's the bold prediction? That's my bold prediction. Oh, I we're thought you were going further than that, boy. Woo. I mean, we're we going to have a, a combination of probably 800 yards of total offense between both teams. <laughs> I thought you was trying to get Dang, you off the lines then. <laughs> I thought you was trying to get Gilligan off the island. Like, I thought you was going to say, I got the Packers. Money line. I thought that's where you was going. I thought you was gonna say, "Church, don't worry about that front door knob," because I got <laughs> you right here. <laughs> but officially, give me the Niners in the over. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call the Niners in the over because they're gonna score a lot of points. It's not gonna be a defensive battle. Um, Matt chimes in. He says another one. I want the Packers to win, but I think the Niners will win. I agree. And yeah, all we need is love. Hey, ain't that what Mary J said? Love is all we need. Yeah, Mary J said it. Happy birthday, happy belated birthday to her, too. Um, I got a question from the other night. Um, it was from Sports Sports Den Washington. And they had a uh yeah, Keith 350. I mean it. 350. That's how much I believe in love. 350. Um, the question, where's the, hold on, let me get the official question. Cause I got it. I got the, the banner. You know what I know what happened, KG. What's that? You was watching the game and you found love on a two way street. Yeah. But unfortunately I'm going to lose it on a lonely highway. I understand. Mm. I think the lonely highway may be that lonely highway. The, the, the one one in San Francisco. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Now, Sports Den Washington had a uh, a question. 
And it was at the end of the show. We couldn't get to it, but we say we'll get to it on Thursday, which is today. Thursday night throwdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, we talked about uh, Adam Peters, and I think I did, I did him a disservice. So even though he's not a listener yet, we got to get him on sometime. We gotta, I'll make some calls to Ashburn, see if I can get a hold of him. But he's a three-time Super Bowl winning GM. Well, I'm sorry, three-time Super Bowl winning exec. He won two Super Bowls in, in, in New England and a Super Bowl in, in Denver. So he has the pedigree and he has the, the, the rings to back it up, recent rings. We're not talking about something that happened 25 years ago. He has recent rings. Um, and we talked about him having a type now on Instagram. Sports Den Washington said, how likely are we to sign linebackers? Big names terminating contracts in March. So me being the due diligent person that I am and picking up uh, picking up um, uh, uh, information, I looked at some things and I wanted to throw some names out to you to see if this would be a Adam Peters type linebacker or a linebacker that would fit in here in D.C. So I'm going to throw some names. You tell me yes or no. Okay. And uh, all these names, that, that no particular order, no all right, money. So let, me, let me help you out a little bit. The shocker for everybody is I got Jamin Davis being fine with another defense coordinator comes in here. I think Jamin Davis is going to take the biggest jump when you get a defensive coordinator in here that understands what his abilities are because he fits into that athletic mode of linebacker. The only thing you got to do is make him comfortable in the scheme. Agreed. So that's that's one. Okay. Wait. Now I'm going to throw some names out. Nothing's concrete. I'm just reading off a list of free agents. A potential again, free agent. let's, let's also bridge it with we haven't grabbed the head coach yet, so we don't know what our philosophy is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're going to be a 3-4 type of team with or 4-3, four, four, well, 4-2-5 type of team. So let's so everybody that thinks that the Buffalo Nickel type of thing is a thing of the past, don't don't fall in love with that. Don't think that at all. Um, you're not gonna get your three linebackers that you've been dying for the four three. Mm. Uh, just because teams don't put play enough of that in their schemes. So right. not to go off on a tangent, but go ahead, KG. All right. Randy Gregory from San Francisco. Okay, you can keep going. <laughs> Uh, Zadarius Smith from Cleveland. I'd be interested, but again, that's going to depend on he would be scheme based okay. because he would give you an explosive pass rusher. Um, and if you're you can put him on the edge and he would attract attention and possibly make it easy for him and whatever your young defensive end that you draft potentially to, to make some hay. So I can see that. Okay. Uh, Says uh, Devin White from Tampa Bay. When last time he was up for free agency, I said the same thing. I was like, we need to kick the ties because we need a vet in here that's capable. Uh, so Devin White. No. The real Josh Allen from Jacksonville. Yes. And again, he's he's in that Zadarius Smith category. <laughs> I take him over Zadarius because he's younger. Um, he's going to cost me a little bit more. But for a kid coming off of 16 and a half sacks, if you can name me the last commander that had 16 and a half sacks or 17 sacks, then 
be my guest, but I think Ryan topped out at 13 or maybe 14. It's been a while. Um, I, I'm sorry. I said uh, Devin White. No, it was Levante David from Tampa Bay. He's up for free agency as well. Yeah, that's still a no for me. Okay. Um, you talked about athletic linebackers. This cat don't even have a linebacker build, but he plays the position linebacker. I love him at Clemson. Isaiah Simmons. No. Okay. Bobby Wagner. You got him, and I'm going to say it this way, because he's one of those guys that he's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Mm. And he, if the only reason you would take him is if you got rid of Jamin, because then you can play him in a joker role, maybe in your four, two, five, and let him play a little safety and a little um, rush in or whatever. Uh. Keith over on Instagram, K Dog 80 K K underdog underscore dog 89 on IG. He says Brian Burns. I think he's gonna be super expensive and his production hasn't been good enough for what he wants to be paid. Um I'd kick the tires. Okay. Uh I said Bobby Wagner. No, too old. Now I'm I'm being totally facetious with this next one. You bring Cody Barton back. Um, does he clean toilets and paint walls? I, I here's the thing. I had you say I had you been saying something totally different. <laughs> In my mind, I heard you saying something totally different. So okay, was that the better version of it? Well, that was the better version of it. But what what? Yeah, it was kind of blue. But I was gonna have you saying, um. <laughs> The aforementioned Patrick Queen. There we go. Here we go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yes. Uh, Bud Dupree. No. Um, I'm done. I'm I already got my linebackers. My linebackers. What? Honestly, my linebackers coming to this season. My dream would be um, Patrick Queen. You play Jamin. Um, you put Josh Allen. Hand in the dirt, we can get him, but I think that that's gonna cost too much. Um, and if Burns is a little bit cheaper, maybe you go Burns, but I think that's where it's 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 Burns, Allen, Zadarius Smith. Even though I know I said too old, but Zadarius still has enough of an engine to get you ten sacks or eleven sacks, and maybe he can help you get um the kid they drafted late. Is it B.J. Hall? Not B.J. Hall. Um <clears throat> ah the kid the kid from Louisiana that they drafted. Oh BJ um Henry Henry. That's his last name. They can get that kid up to speed between the combination of him and somebody else. That'd be perfect. And I still think they're gonna draft it in at 40. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that depends on some other stuff. Well, so you you you're cool with going after a couple big names. To make a splash. Now you got 90 million to spend. You got 75. Well, right now it's 75. It's projected to be 90 because people no, are going to get no, 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 no. Once salaries kick in, it drops back to 95. Yeah. It drops back to 75. I mean, that's what I meant. 75. Okay. So, so what's gonna happen is you know, everybody that has their contract and then next year or their new part of their contract comes into play <laughs> on March 1st. That's gonna eat up some cap space, but you'll cut some people in the midst of all that too. Um, I think the most important person in this all season, to be honest with you, 
wasn't big on it at first, but I think Cam Curl is a guy you have to bring back. And I'd love to see Cam Curl and Martin be your um, safeties um, going into next season. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, since you said it, let's go into uh, other positions because we got money to spend. Uh, we need upgrades. You said something about in. So I'm looking at edge, edge rushes. Uh, I, mean, I got my edge rushes. My edge rushes options are Josh Allen, Zadarius Smith, and um, and Brian Burns because they all play uh, a DN in a four-man front. Okay. Because I was going to – Marcus Davenport is up. And when he came out, he came out of uh, University of Texas, uh, San Antonio. Right. And I lied to you not. Draft night, I was like, if we can't get V to V, we need to get uh, 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 Marcus Davenport. We need to get Marcus Davenport. This dude's a freak. We need to get him. You was doing some heavy research. You had that in the um, on the bingo card. Yes. Yes. Okay. When I tell you I was not playing – Way we used to do, we used to actually sit down on draft night, and we would put our draft board together. Who wanted our teams to pick, and then we would do our show during the draft. So when the picks would come, get quiet. Okay, so and so's out of this one. That was the night that we were pissed that Lamar didn't get picked in the top ten. But he was, all right. I'm not gonna go there. Let's go. We, we, come on. We talked about him. Uh, 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 we talked about him a lot. Yeah, and Keith. Yeah, Josh Allen from Jacksonville. The real Josh Allen is what we call him. Um, we do have the money, and he said I'm trading Jonathan Allen for more picks. Jonathan Allen would welcome that because I don't think he wants to fucking be here. I'm just gonna be honest. Like his responses are starting to piss me off, man. You're supposed to be but, a leader, and you just seem so nonchalant about shit. But the question and the thing that we have to start thinking about is commodities, NFL trades. Um, yeah, he has no guaranteed money, so he doesn't kill anybody's books. So does he does his contract warrant a two and a five? Is the three and a six? Because you're not getting a one for him. If somebody gives you a one for him, call it a day, but <laughs> oh Matt says I feel like busting out some in vogue. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never whoa, gonna whoa, get whoa. it. <laughs> Uh, classic New Jack swing. I love it. Uh, well, you better lock them up. All right. Since we you got your edge rushes, let's bring it around. We need offensive line help. So I'm going to do the same thing with O-line. And we if we, we look at this, it's only one piece you have on the offensive line that's a maybe. Not even a solid piece. Just a maybe. And that's Sam Cosman. Understood. So... If so you, just go skip skip the dalliances and go to the left tackle and what options are there at left tackle? Okay, let, let, let me let me let me pull this up. And this is uh from uh sportrack.com. I love this because when it comes time to look up salaries and stuff like that, this website is absolutely bomb because it breaks it down. I love it. Uh Kosh, can you go get my black charger, please? Um, left tackle. You only got four, and one of them already plays here. Right, Tyron Smith. No. Uh, Dwayne Brown. No. Cornelius Lucas bringing him back. Ugh. All right, so maybe I bring him back, but uh, that's and not. Donald, that's, Donald that's, Smith. that's uh. 
what's the right tackle situation look like? All right, let's let me go over to the right tackle. I need the stench cord touch. Uh, I don't know where the stench cord is. Uh, all right, let me see. Where's it? Um, come on, free agent right tackles, Andrews Pete. That's the. Stanford I'm sorry, he's guy. a guard. They got him down as a guard, but he can play the tackle position. Yeah, he's Stanford guy. I think he was in New Orleans for a bit. Um, no. Uh, Trenton Brown. No. Uh, Jonah Williams. That's the Cincinnati tackle. Uh, yep. Um, I think he went to Alabama. Um, he's a maybe. Okay, give me one second. Because I think he's a year from getting some health. Um, and I think maybe a new setting can help him out. But I think, but he's not a left. I think the 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 thing that they're gonna have to try to figure out is how they address left tackle. If you go, if you go QB at two, are you gonna be willing to sacrifice thirty six? Let's say I think there's a second pick in the I mean there's another pick in the um like the third round. Maybe it's like 69th or something like that. And this is just off the top of my head because I don't have the picks laid out in front of me. But say your your first second, your first third, and a first next year, and you go up into the late part of the first round to try to grab your tackle. Okay. Like there's, uh, there's, those, there's those type of mechanisms that you have to start thinking about. Um, I think you have to look and see how much you really want to believe in Ricky Stromberg. Cause I think the kid could be a guard or a center, but I think you'd have to put him in a, in a strenuous um, weight program to get the best out of him. His uh, key says uh, he, he would take a second and a fifth for Jonathan Allen right now. That's fine. I, we just gotta find somebody that's willing to give that to us. Yeah. Um. And, and the reason I don't worry about that. So at thirty six, if y'all remember last year, thirty six, the St. Louis Rams or I'm sorry, Los Angeles Rams, they grabbed the guard Avila from TCU, who we wanted to trade up to get, but he was a mainstay in their offensive line last year. So at that spot, whether it's a tackle. Like the kid Taylor out of Arizona, um, whether it's a guard, Cooper, I think the kid's name is from um, Ohio State. I'm just starting my research. So some of these names are just I've seen in passing. So I haven't really gone down. Um, there's a Kansas State guy. I think his name is Butil- Butelli, something like that. So there's, there's guys in that spot right there around 36. So the one thing that that's annoying me is, Everybody acts like if you draft the quarterback at two, you're forsaking the offensive line. You have plenty of other resources. True. Like, you're actually in a spot where if you grab the quarterback, that at least gives you a no. Now, I wouldn't mind if, like, our dream scenario to me would be that somebody has a higher grade on May, but we have Drake May at this number. We have Jaden Daniels at this number. And they want to come to two so they can assure themselves Drake may that would be a dream scenario for us 
And then you don't right. go back to like three or four and let them have their pick. Then you're good to go. Let me play devil's advocate right quick. You look at this team, and I know a lot of people in the fan base are like, no, we need to draft a quarterback. You look at this team. Now, what if you draft a quarterback? Let's say you draft a Caleb. They talk about Caleb Williams to Chicago. I think that's almost a foregone conclusion. Okay. So where does that leave Justin Fields? At least I'm looking for a job. Okay. And let me let, let me play devil's advocate. What if? No. <laughs> you won't even let me play devil's advocate. I said, let me. Play. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, what if the trade for the trade for uh Justin Fields? It wasn't too steep. They don't want much back. They want a a second and a third because they pretty much done with him. Or they want a third. You know, they want to swap picks or something like that and send him along with it, cash considerations. Do you still drive the quarterback? Yes. Okay. Now, so, so here's the thing. Okay. All right. So let's go. Let's go. Let's step in the classroom of Ben Conti team building 101. The, the, the issue with a Justin Fields trade is you have, you have expedited your, your position to pay a quarterback right away. So he's, I think he's year four, and if Chicago picked up his year five, so you're paying him his year five salary, and then if you trade for him, you're going to have to extend him. So you're already getting into bigger money than you would pay for a first-round QB. I would rather pay a first-round QB, and in my worst-case scenario, I trade back, and if if I have a tier where Penix, Jaden Daniels, and May are all on that same um, tier, yeah, I can move back, maybe grab an extra first. Like I think the Cardinals have like four and seventeen, something like that. Um, but you get yourself in a scenario where you can grab additional picks, maybe get two in the first, um, and you don't lose them a whole lot of ground, and you can still get your guy, depending on who your guy is in that scenario. But you have to be very careful because, like, when everybody was complaining about. The Giants drafting Daniel Jones at seven, or whenever they drafted him. Um, when the Cleveland Browns took Baker at one, there's a thought process in the NFL where you, if you, if that's your guy, get your guy. Basically, it's like if that's the girl you want to take to the dance, go ask her out. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Like don't wait till it's two weeks before prom. Ask her a month before prom. That's when the first round of draft is. A month out, so that's that's kind of the scenario I see it as. Okay, let me throw another one at you, and I'm deep, speculative, highly hypothetical. Um, hmm. you get a quarterback. Two, it's a two-parter. You get a quarterback at two. Let's say you get down to the late third round, early fourth, what have you. And there's a because of his medical things, Penix is available. Or Bo okay, Bo Nix is available. No worry about that either. Okay, I, I'm look. You, you're killing me right now. No, no, no. I, I get what you're. No, I know what you're trying to do, and I and I'm not trying to kill your thought process because I love the ideas. But here's how I see this draft: it's it's four going in the first, and that's. Actually, it might be five. I think I said this before. Um, 
I think tier one is Caleb. And after we do the testing and we do the underwear Olympics, um, as as um, B. Mitch called it, the Vicky Secret section of the of the draft. Caleb's gonna be here. It's Drake May. It's Jaden Daniels. Then I think it's Penix, Knicks, and McCarthy. I think that's how the next group goes. So it's one, then it's two, then it's three guys. And, and I don't see Knicks making it. I think the only reason Knicks – how do I want to explain this? If Knicks gets drafted in the first round is because that team liked them so much that they wanted the fifth-year option for them. And that's smart in that scenario because it's almost like the Lamar slash third car treatment in that scenario. So that's why I say I'm quick to say that because the only way Penix – like, Penix has got to have a degenerative knee for him not to be in the first round. Watch you Once you watch him throw football, and I, I literally think he would jump in. A, he could possibly push himself into the top five once they watch him throw a football. But like I said before, I think his medicals are the only thing that's going to hold him back. Here's a uh, – this is what I'm thinking. This is my thought process. You know, whenever Washington drafts a quarterback first round high, they always tend to draft the quarterback later. And it seems like no, next no, no, they no, draft no. later. No, 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 no. Let's stop that one now. Let's stop this now because that's 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 dysfunctionality. What you're <laughs> gonna have is you're gonna have Sam. Think, I mean, and I don't want to. Don't don't take this as me jumping on you, KG. I'm I'm trying to help you out here, save your sanity. Um. There is no saving my Sandy. <laughs> There's no this. This is not a a, a Robert then Kirk. That's well, not happening. Is, is it a then uh then Gus? It's n- no, it's none of that. All right, you got smart people in the building. Um, smart people, I mean, not people that like we were like covering up for. Like, oh, he might be smart here. Like, we got um that tackle from New Orleans. And a fifth round pick. Yay. No, we're not celebrating dumb stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm asking. No, no, no. no. And, 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 but the only reason I say it that way, because I'm not trying to, I'm saying it from a standpoint of this. We're not going to draft the quarterback because you got your, you, you technically have your backup and Sam Hop. And now, in the worst case scenario, even if, you, if your starter shows that he can't play in this league or he's not ready, you can always put Sam in, in for a couple games and maybe increase his value and maybe he becomes a trade piece in a year. Maybe he's a trade piece now, depending on who likes him. Here's a like, – like, Let's say the enemy goes to, like, Pittsburgh. And the enemy's in their ear because right now they got Rudolph, Rudolph Pickett, and um, Trubisky. Okay. You don't think Sam Howell may be an upgrade in that scenario? Would be, but here's the thing. So maybe you grab you some value there. But they, they said the enemy didn't even want him. The enemy didn't want Howell. He doesn't, he, he was, for, Howell was forced on him. Okay. Now, I don't know how true that is. That's what I heard. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. But okay, because he's, no, it's not bullshit. You got to run the program. Now, here's my question. You draft the quarterback at two, 
And everybody loves the shiny new toy. You know, everybody loves the shiny new toy. You fell everybody in love with... Huh? Everybody but us. Yeah. Because no matter who the backup is next year, there's going to be 25 to 30 dudes in that mix. It might be Lou from D.C. It might be Paulie from the 757. You know the names. You know what I'm saying? It might be... um. What's that girl name that loves Haneke? Um, Sabah, you know what I'm saying? They might like whoever the, the backup quarterback is. And they're going to call in every week. There was a guy that used to call in all season long and talked about Jacoby Brissett. Oh, we should have started Brissett. Oh, we should start Brissett. Brissett, 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 Brissett. So, I mean, this city's always going to have that person. And the reason they're doing it, part of the reason they're doing it is because they want to be the trend. They want to be against the grain. They want to be the devil's advocate. And they want to be right. I get it. Now, here's my thing. This right. is just thought process. Thought process. Two two parter. Okay. What what if whoever you draft quarterback? All right. So if I'm drafting, all right. So let's 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 go. Hold on. Let's some real, real scenarios. Hold on. If I'm drafting QB, I'm drafting Jaden Daniels. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Hold on. Don't matter who you draft. Okay. If you draft. You can drive right. Dan Marino for all I care right now. Okay. And I mean Dan Marino 83. Oh. Okay. But you draft him. No and, and see, this is what I this is what I don't want to happen. Just because you're drafted number two doesn't make you day one starter. That doesn't make you week one starter. That does not give you starter privileges. Okay. I hate that. Period. Because a lot of these guys are not plug and play guys that you can start. Off a draft, they have to carry a clipboard and learn the pro game because it's faster. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how none of these guys in the draft are going to take the pro game. Okay. So, Having Sam continue to be the starter until this guy gets it should be the plan because it seems like every time we draft a quarterback, you kind of just throw him out there and be like, all right, fix it. Okay. So the question is. With Sam, do I automatically start him over my two? Yes. Um, honestly, and this is this is um, choose right because I can cut your mic and your camera off. Uh, it don't matter. Um, I've been kicked out of better places than this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, man. Um. I'm gonna go from my. I'm gonna go from the perspective of how I'm gonna look at this, because I would draft Daniels based on everything that um, Mark Schlereth has said all season about CJ Stroud. He talked about being on the center and how your feet are married to the passing game by being on the center, and. I've seen more highlights of Jaden Daniels under center than I've seen of Drake May. I really can't even find a play so far with Drake May under center. So that concerns me me a lot because I get what I get what um Slareth is talking about, how your footsteps in the pocket or your drop is synchronized to the guys on the outside. So I think. In your scenario, if you draft Daniels, I don't know if you have to do that learning curve spell 
to make them wait a couple games. But then again, it also became, becomes a thing of adaptability and who's your offense coordinator. I Which think with a Drake May, I can see how starting three or four games, um, kind of it being ineffective or it not working, and then you got to go to your kid because now it's time. We got to take the, the the training wheels off and we got to get them going. So I can see those scenarios, but I just see them differently based on who you draft. Because I would question Drake Mays. The only thing that has me right now concerned about Drake May is his footwork. But he looks he looks the part. Plus he wears number 10. But he looks the part. Like he like if you if it's casting call and you gotta come off the bus and you got the six three, six four white kid coming off first, and then you got him followed up by your, your big D lineman and all that stuff. Like it just looks so purdy. Not purdy, but pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like it just looks right. So I can see it. Like I see people try to throw a little Herbert on him, and I can see the Herbert comparison. Um on the most basic fundamental level. The only question again I have is is understanding the reps. Um people being too simplistic, and because he went to North Carolina, trying to say that he and Sam Howell are the same and they're not. There's a whole world of difference from 6'3 to 5'11. Agreed. How um, tall are you? Huh? How tall are you? Six foot four. Yeah, see, there's a world of difference between my five eight and your six foot four. Yeah, we found that out, didn't we? She <laughs> I was like, God dang. <laughs> um, final question, then we'll wrap it up. Uh Oh, of- oh, I got you. I already know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. The Nats signed 12 kids in the international draft. That's not where I'm yes. going. Oh, no, that's not where you're going? No. No? Looking at Washington's free agency. Oh, oh, oh I, got, I got it, I got it, I got it. The Nats just signed nobody of importance. But, but, but let's – all right, so that's a joke in one half. But I, I, I get what they're doing because they're not trying to block anybody that's trying to come up because I think they have early plans for um, Dylan Cruz. I think Cruz will be up probably May, June on the Bryce Harbor plan. I think James Wood will be up in July. Um, I think the kid you got to be cautious of is Brady House. Um, I think Brady House makes it Difficult for you to send him down coming out of camp because I think he's gonna be your best third baseman. Okay. Uh Matt says uh some moron on the athletic had Penix going 44. No way he's falling that far. And and, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say this now because we gotta save some of these um mock drafters from themselves. Um and some of these, even these sites, because I saw a site where he was like um 54th and some of that stuff. So, like, the second I see that pick happens, happen, I just stop the mock because I'm not getting the true – I'm not getting the true set. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see certain guys, like – like um I did one yesterday 
and I decided, all right, let's play around and be Arizona. So the first pick was Caleb. Second pick was Brock Bowers. I just went on and stopped because I'm not getting a true read. I can't get a true read on what teams are going to take because you took Brock Bowers at two. There's no way nobody's taking the tight end at two. I think once we get Brock Bowers on, not even on tape, but once you see Brock Bowers, I think he's going to fall in that 11 to 15 range. And it's not because he's not a good player, but it's because the 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 returns, the point of demarcation of what he can give you as opposed to an elite defensive end or tackle, it's going to be so different that you can't you're not going to be willing to risk that to take him that early. Well, over on Instagram, uh, Keith says Daniels is an RG four. Nah, well, yes and no. And I know what because because Keith probably heard me call him the stunt man because that's that's the one thing he does he does fall like RG three, but I think he's a I think he's more of a better passer than RG three, um, and he has a better pocket presence. And I think some of that comes from the fact that RG was only a two year starter at Baylor, um, and he I think he missed part of this the first season, whereas. Um, Daniels had that time at Arizona State, and I really think the only reason Daniels didn't wasn't a four year quarterback was because the situation in Arizona State was just so bad with um with Herm Edwards and, and company that he had to get out of town because uh, they were killing the stock. Like right. he was the victim of poor coaching towards the end of his um his second or third year. Well, let me let me say this. We we talked heavy NFL. We talked all of that. Uh we're gonna have to have I'm a talk, lady. After I'm I finish this. Um geez, I can't even get to it now. She didn't she didn't blow my train of thought. Man, let's get up out of here. Omaha. Come on, man. Here we go. <laughs> She blew. I had a, I had a question. I don't even remember what the question was. Jesus. Uh, no, time to wrap let's, that let's, shit up. Let's, some, let's have some show conversation on the air, real quick. We gotta start thinking about some hockey stuff. Um, I know Matt's in the comments. I know we're getting to that point where we gotta start figuring out who the pretenders, the contenders are. So it, it might be a good section to get him. Maybe Paul. Oh, I'm sorry, Duval. Paul, um, I don't know if we gave Matt a nickname or not. Um, I got to double check the tape, but you know, we got to do that. Um, we got to get into some basketball. Yes. So I don't know who our basketball person is. Um, we got we to get guy. back to Joe the fame and I would like to get back to that on Tuesday. So I'm going I'm to put out an APB in the group tonight and we're going to start scheduling Joe the fans. Okay. So, Hey, you want to be Joe Defane? You listen to this, shoot us a message. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, don't matter. Shoot us a message. Put it in the group, whatever. But we'll try to get you scheduled on, get that Joe Defane thing rolling again, because that's pretty fun. So, yeah, um, you talk about NBA. I'm going to gloss over this real quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I'm handling it with kid gloves. Let me put my gloves on. The investigation about uh, Josh Giddy and him having a relationship with an underage female, 
Uh, that that is pretty much done. He said he didn't know, and it's done. It's over. No wrongdoing. No fine. No games missed. So that's that. I've been advised by counsel not to get in too fur into it, so I'm not gonna get too fur into it. And Matt says he's down to talk hockey anytime. Um, except this Sunday. Oh, of course. <laughs> On the ice for six games. How many how many injections ejections we up to, Matt? <laughs> he's a hockey rough, so I know he eject people. He's not a um he's not Angel Hernandez. Uh what's the other dude? It's my Joe um Joe West. He's not either one of those guys. He's actually a good referee. Um wrap this shit up. What are we talking he's, about? He right? says he's up to three. Okay. Um, damn, you just had the same thing. I just, just got had a had a KG moment. Oh, yeah. basketball. All right, so so Giddens has his situation. I think in baseball, um, I think the same thing is happening in the Wanda Franco. I think that's the kid that was um pulled off of the field um with his situation. Mm-hmm. So I think both of those situations kind of ended up in the same light. I gotta do some more research. But I think the only question I always had was, I think we all we had to have time play it out because it wasn't as cut and dry as some of the other scenarios that we we've seen um, and we've seen suspensions for. But it is what it is. Um, now they figured it out. I don't know if he gets an ancillary because you put the league in a bad situation to protect the shield kind of a thing like a Roger Goodell um, suspension or not. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. So we'll see. We got to let the things play out. Here's a – here's something. You talk about uh, – what, what was the cat name from baseball? I think it was Wanda Franco. But okay. don't – let's just say allegedly Wanda Franco because I don't okay. want to mess up the names. Allegedly him. In the NFL you had – what was that? Begin the last season? The cat that had a 90-yard punt, Matt Ariza. Hit a 90-yard punt in Buffalo. Come to find out it was all no, no, no. So that punt was at that punt was at San Diego State. And his allegations came up while he was at San Diego State. He did get drafted. Mm-hmm. Earl finally decided to press charges. And he played in um, Buffalo. He played in the preseason. He played in the preseason, but they cut him. And actually, right now they need a punter and they didn't sign him back. So I think Buffalo's trying to steer clear of that situation, whatever the results are. It, it, it's all been, it's all been cleared up. Come to find out, it was all BS, and we covered that when it first happened. And I was like, okay, sit back and wait because we don't know the facts. Let the facts come out. You know, you can't just jump on it like, oh, he's guilty. That's the problem that we have. The court of public opinion convicts people before anybody else. Before any facts come out, they automatically convict people. Okay, we got to stop that. Correct. It was another situation that wasn't sports related that it happened, and everybody tried to jump in and say that it happened, and this, that, and the other, and all this other stuff. Come to find out, it was a scam. Right. Stop jumping to conclusions. Now, here's the thing: when these things come out, and they proven to be false, it's 2024. The apology has to be as loud as the accusation. But it's never that. 
It has to be. That's that's the problem. It's never that, but it has to be. But but the problem is it's. How do I describe this better in a better way? Um, when you go like if it was Salem back in the day, and you were trying to burn a witch at the stake, and you got the pitchforks, you got everything going. And then you get to the point where you're about to burn her, and they're like, oh, this isn't the right person. Like, nobody's like, there's no outrise or outcry. Like, oh, we had the wrong person. It's like, oh, my bad. All right. Yes. And you just walk home. Yes. Like, so it's not, you're never going to have the equal. There's more, there's more. It's Ron Rivera says, let's not get caught up in the interest and let's worry about the important. Right? I was just saying. But in our world today, we get caught, more, caught up more in the interesting than the important. The important is the facts. Yes. But the interesting is, is how we got here and, and the situation. And we will always run wild in the situation before we give in to the facts. I mean, look at our relationships. Our relationships are like that. Everything is like that. All right. That's, that's enough of... Look, that, um, that, 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 with the midnight rider. That's uh, that's wisdom right there. That's that. If oh, that's nothing more. else. So, I'll give you that. Um, well, I can say this. I said it on Sunday. I said it on Tuesday. It's Thursday. Come Saturday, the Saturday night Saturday night WrestleManiacs are back by popular demand. You've been asking. We are on our way back. We will be in the house Saturday night at 9 p.m. We got a picture. We got we got belts on the line. So we coming in swinging. Off break. First show of 2024. We're going to do it right. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. Now, then you got us again on Sunday for the Sunday Rise. And we'll take care of the Sundays. Uh, we'll recap the Saturday games, cover the Sunday games. And prepare for championship weekend. Oh, and let's not forget. We got to figure out what you're eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to figure out what you're eating on Sunday. That's uh, yeah, that's a staple, baby. Yeah. And Perry chiming in. He said about time. <laughs> yeah, it is. We overdue, man. Scheduling conflicts, man. We, we, we overdue. It's time to get back to it. We, we rode to WrestleMania is paid. Um, you got Royal Rumble coming up. So, you know, I would love to see how this uh, Cody thing plays out. So that's what I'm really hoping on. I'm hoping they don't bump my man down, but that's another story for another time. For the man with a thousand names, the Midnight Rider, I'm your big bad booty daddy, the big guy KG. Like we said this time, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here.